Welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about pitching crappy board games from one board family. My name's Ryan Gutowski, joined as always by... Rick White, and um, I'm going to eat a salad uh, while we do this. Is that okay? That won't be messy at all. It's better than the bag of Doritos you ate in the last episode, so good job. I don't eat Doritos. How dare you accuse me of doing such a thing? I'm sponsored by other brands. I'm sponsored by Funyuns, and so you need to back off (laughs) of this Doritos thing and don't lose me my sponsorship. The person who doesn't eat Doritos is a person I don't trust. So. Mm, mm. Well, we've got a great guest judge on the episode, Jay, Jay Cormier. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. This is exciting. Yes, Jay, I can hear you it in your Doritos? voice. You, I'm not right now, but... Actually eating salad? Are you being I, serious? Why would I lie to you? I am an you honest person. You lie to me all the time. No, nah, I mean, wow. it's a Axby salad, not a sponsor, and it's delicious. So This is um, not very professional. You made me Jay, jump I'm on sorry. This podcast, I'm going to eat this salad. Oh, my goodness. Well, while you stuff your gullet with ranch dressing, Jay, you are a board game designer. You make some pretty amazing games. Most recently, Mind Management was on Kickstarter, uh, and it's currently, uh, you can still get it through Pledge Manager, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the late pledge is still available. Okay, great. So tell us about what you do for the industry and some of the great games you've created over the years. Oh, thank you very much. But really quickly, I've designed, oh, tons of games, over a dozen that have been published, including, uh, you know, some classics like Belfort and Akrotiri, if you've heard of those, or Junk Art. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Rock, Paper, Wizard. And uh, yeah, Mind Management is the first game that uh, not only did I design, but I actually acted as a publisher. It's my first time acting as a publisher. So that's very cool. Really- yeah, really exciting. I also created the Fail Faster Playtesting Journal, and that was on Kickstarter last year, and that's for game designers to help guide them through the process of uh, playtesting. And so that did really well in Kickstarter last year, and it's currently for sale on the Game Crafter. Nice. And Mind Management has such a beautiful art style. It Thank is you, yeah unsettling and beautiful all at once i love the art style (laughs) it is a game that i wish i had gotten to play but hopefully um we i've got enough people around me that they just go all in on these kickstarters so they've got more money than i do so hopefully you can can play for free right now on tabletopia oh snap yeah rick what you doing after this? <laughs> what, I mean, what am I doing right now? Why can't we play while we record this? What is the okay, problem? Jay, you're going to have to handle both of these pitches while we play your game <laughs> right, and right. Then judge okay. yourself. So, all right. So the way Will It Game works is Rick and I have brought two amazing, fantastic, probably wanting to be signed board game ideas to the table for Jay. Jay is going to decide on which of these is the least crappy of the game pitches by the end of the episode. And Jay, your uh, special, your theme that you chose was creative card usage. That's right. Now we'd love, we'd love to jump right in, but we got to ask you an impromptu question from our Mm -hmm. list of 250 questions that we are randomly asking Mm -hmm. our guests, judges. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical. Ooh, wow. I would love so many movies to be a musical. Um, I don't know if it would be improved, but Inception would be a wild musical. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, that, that image hit me good. Yeah, I'm just imagining yeah. it right now. Oh, man. You spit That'd out your fantastic. Zach salad. Some really yeah. good yeah. choreography, yeah. Oh, That's oh good. man, you're right. 
The um, that is close. The answer is actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie, but you were awfully close. Oh, I was so close. Damn. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> so close. <laughs> so while Rick finishes his salad, I'm going to go ahead and cr- uh, pitch my creative card usage game. Uh, Jay, do you remember a little TV show put on by MTV called Pimp My Ride? Yeah. If you were anywhere around the television at the end of the 90s and beginning of 2000s, you'll remember a show called Pimp My Ride by the one and only Exhibit. Don't know who that is? You're probably young. The show was basically the show was basically showing that if you had enough money, you could make a piece of trash car into a rolling entertainment system. In this game, players are given over an oversized tarot card to sit in front of them as an overhead shot of an old vehicle. On your turn, you can add cars to cards to your car, uh, or you can draft one of the four cards from the center of the table. Now these cards will be multi-purpose cards. So the cards can go on top of your, uh, car card. I'm going to mess this up over and over. Uh, and almost as an overlay to show the new advancements that you've made on this car. Are they they see-through cards or is it just, it changes the image of the, so it's got, yeah, so we're going to, everybody's going to have the same color car so that it kind of seamlessly blends with it. So if you, gotcha. if you got some rims, when you put that card down, it's going to look like you put some rims on that car, got it. you know? Yeah. Um, so as you use these cards, you can either put them, overlay them and increase the uh, uh, awesomeness of your car, or you can turn in two identical cards two identical, like, um, you know, different pieces and you could submit them for tokens. Now these tokens will come out of a bag drawn randomly and they're going to be things like speakers, new paint job, fuzzy dice for your mirror, things that people really want, like fuzzy dice on your mirror. Yeah, absolutely. That was actually the first purchase I made after, after buying my car at 16 years old, bought fuzzy dice. Nice. You're using these cards in an interesting way because the cards will play on top of the car to show the visual changes that it's going through. You'll add powerful engines, spinner rims, entertainment systems in the trunk, and gull wing doors. Since the cards overlap, you have to be careful not to hide the coolest elements of your new ride. After 12 rounds, players will get a final rating on how pimped out their ride is. And of course, uh, MTV will have a commercial for this uh, with a whole group of millennials playing this game. (laughs) So, and somebody at the table would be like, who's exhibit (laughs) anyway, pimp my ride questions. Yes. Um, so wh- what are the decisions you have on your term with regards to uh, I either have a hand of cards or I see a, a, a display of uh, four cards that I can take from um, mm-hmm. what what is my decision with regards to what am I trying to do just play the cards that have the most points and how is that a decision or is there some sort of set collection I'm trying to like what what makes me play yeah. one card versus another card. So some will be set collection. So you don't want to mismatch rims. So obviously if you've got one card, that's going to be for the left or the right of your car. You don't want to mismatch them because you're actually not going to get the value out of the cards. So there's going to be some things like an engine card. There's going to be just that one card. That one card is itself a a better value than not having it, but putting one set of rims and then having mismatched rims is actually mm. going to dock you points at the end of the game. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some cards that are going to be set collection, some cards that are just going to be a great value. And then you have to decide, do you want to hold it in your hand and wait for a duplicate so that you can dig into that bag and get some really awesome add-ons. Okay. There's that's, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and is there anything tricky about how you play your cards or is it pretty obvious? Like, is there, are you actually trying to place it in ways that don't cover up things? So you're like, how can I place yeah, it's this? Pretty straightforward. Yeah, straightforward. it's pretty straightforward. You would, you would want to make sure, I think the, the way the print on the cards would be, like I thought about the see-through card idea, but I think you would it would be too easy to tell what, I don't know. It, it's weird because like you, you would easily be able to see from the back of the card, whether it's a tire or whether it's um, an engine piece or something like that. So I don't know what the value would be for the, for one over the other, but like if you put the goal wing doors on first and then you put the rims over it, you're actually hiding the doors because they're both elements that sit on the yeah. side of the car. So you kind of have to layer them. So gotcha. mm-hmm. yep. cool. Yeah. That's, okay. you know, that's a problem whenever you actually customize your car is, <laughs> you know, you have to layer your rims on top of your doors. Yeah. That's how yeah. It works. You're definitely yeah. appeasing to my immediate needs. As I told you before we started recording them literally oh, in the process snap. of buying a new car right now. And I wrote this 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Talking should never pay off. Um, that is <laughs> but it does. Okay. Well, Ryan, um, I'm glad that you've pitched a game that will hit um, none of the current generation. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> um, and Exhibit does thank you, though, because he's like, yes, somebody said my name. Uh, relevant. My name. Appreciate it. Uh, um, so, but this game is totally going to kick your game's butt. So my game okay. is called Origami Warriors. Now, in this game, you'll be engaging in a fight between two magicians who use creatures that they bring to life to fight battles. And yes, so far, this is the nerdiest pitch that I've ever given in this podcast's history. Um, I'm listening. These creatures are brought to life by making origami figures. So um, your cards that are going to be laid out are actually origami paper. So you'll have a deck of origami paper that will be laid out as kind of like a market. And on your turn, um, that can be one of your actions is to draft that paper. Um, This paper is going to feature the elements of fire, ice, lightning, and earth on it in some sort of printed out uh, way. So maybe it's, uh, you know, split up into four squares and, you know, each element is there. Maybe it's just all one element. It'll kind of be different based on, um, you know, the different pieces of paper will have different designs on them. And then, so um, this plays as a head-to-head combat system, similar to a game like Star Realms, or um, it's also probably going to have a little bit of um, like a, like a magic or Pokemon uh, kind of game uh, where you, but each magician is going to have a fortress they're trying to protect while the other one is trying to bring that down. On a turn, you can draft a piece of origami paper, craft a new member of your army, manipulate your army, or attack the enemy. You'll have a few options of things you can make, like a crane, a frog, a fox, and other things that people can make with origami. I don't really know. Um, And then the different creatures will have different strengths based on what type of element is shown on certain parts of their bodies. So, like, if you have a crane, if it's, you know, all lightning elements on its wings, head, and tail... It will be very powerful and have a strong attack, but may be vulnerable to certain types of attacks. Meanwhile, if you've got different elements spread out, it's not going to be as strong, but it won't have as many weaknesses. And the manipulation part is where you'll have the ability to unfold and then refold your uh, your 
uh, army in order to make it have a different kind of um, strength set. Um, you'll have cards that work like those in Gloom, where they'll overlap to let you know kind of the current status of your creature. So you'll kind of put those in together into like a sleeve, so you'll know like this is my lightning fire crane or something like that. Um, you'll continue to fight, knocking out warriors on either side, chipping away at the fortress until one person wins. Um, with the Kickstarter money uh, campaign, the more money we got, the more creatures we can do. But if we hit a high enough level, we're going to turn this into a creepy crawler oven, and we're going to be making our things out of goo. It's going to be wonderful. Um, and that is Origami Warriors. That's mm, awesome. very, very interesting. interesting. So, the, um, so mid-game, you're making the origami. They, or do you make them pre-game and have them You make them go? in the game. So you're also going to need to be getting good at origami. <laughs> I imagine important. you could you could simplify it a lot if you needed to to to, to make your creatures. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and maybe yeah, yeah, maybe the beginning system. You know, the basic version is you've pre-made a certain set of army characters, you know, uh, soldiers, and then those get involved in the game. And then the advanced version, you kind of make them as you go. And so it's kind of like the- Warhammer Poverty Edition. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then there is so there's a, a a base card for each origami so you, that has stats on it or something like that. Yeah, so you've got like this is what a base crane is like, and then you'll right. overlay like each type of head that you could have will have a card, and then each type of wing, each type of and tail, it, right, and so right, those right. overlay all together. Yeah, yeah. I, my what I really like about it is the fact that when you fold it, whatever is showing, that's the effect or power it has on that area. Maybe the wings have a you know, fire, so they get fire wings, which means it can do oh, damage yeah. with a fire wind gust or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, I am. I am any anything but cool when it comes to origami and magicians Are you fighting still each other. Eating the salad. I have chicken Rick, in my mouth. What is the problem here? You are the most unprofessional, and <laughs> that's why I appreciate you. I don't health understand. First. I think you got to take care of yourself, your health first. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm uh, you make me look good. So anyway, Jay, so you've heard two amazing game pitches that I'm sure that you probably want to sign right now. We'll leave that for after the show. We'll sign the paperwork. (laughs) But before any signatures happen, we need you to vote for the least crappy of the two board game pitches. Uh, Well, uh, let's see. Ryan, yours did appeal to my immediate needs because I do need to pimp my ride. That's Um, That's right. But as far as creative use of cards, that has to go to Rick. That was that was pretty wild. That's good. Yeah. Boom! Right. I am wild even when I'm eating a but salad. I'm, Boom! Now <laughs> a bit of that was like extreme and like ridiculous, but there is an idea there. The fact that there you is. can fold cards and uh, certain things that are showing—that's that's the effect and power. So you, now you have to think. But the folds would have to be very simple, so just no, normal people could do it. But I, I think there's something really neat there. Yeah, so it's Maybe funny. The because... whole game is just those um, fortune tellers you used to make when you were like in elementary school. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the only component. The coo- um, the so, yes, and whenever you, so what you could do is like so the opponent says like a seven or something, and then you count it out, and then whatever elements are showing, and then you flip out. That's the attack. That oh my gosh, we've got it, we've got it, guys, we've got it. Uh, back it up, back it up. I like your idea, the idea better. I like having little a bunch of little uh, miniature uh, things that are like cranes and stuff are going to be too hard for people to make. But just if there's some basic things you can make yeah. that, that, and what's showing in boosts, it's uh, certain types of attacks. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. 
Awesome. So Origami Warriors, Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show. So where can people find out about your creations, your game designs, and where can they uh, go ahead and pick up a copy of Mind Management as it heads into fulfillment? Right, yeah. Best places to go is to offthepagegames.com. That is uh, a link there to take you to the late pledge, so you can uh, still pick up a copy. That should be open till probably throughout the summer, actually, uh, until we okay. have to finalize our orders. Failfaster.ca has links to take you to the Failfaster playtesting journal if you're a designer listening to this. Um, and otherwise, uh, you can go to bamboozlebrothers.com to find a blog about Sen and I blogging about how to get your game published, and we went through steps on how to do that. And awesome. on, on YouTube, uh, look up Off the Page Games as well, because I do a weekly uh, show called uh, How to Start a Board Game Company. And I do a show on how, all the steps I've taken to start my board game company. Do any of the steps require you to come up with stupid ideas while laying in bed in a Google Doc and then pitching them to people and saying which one of these is less crappy? It's cl- close. There was one extra step there that is imp- is that you must also be eating salad. Oh, oh man, that's why you're so I am ahead of you. Yes, I think what we're seeing right now is that we have missed out on a fantastic sponsorship opportunity for a little while. I mean, the Fail Faster Game Development Blog Journal not being a sponsor of Will It Game is the most atrocious thing we've yeah. done on this podcast i mean come on what is wrong with us <laughs> jay we need to talk after this episode ends so i'm telling you thanks for coming if you, if you ever open this up to it wasn't just between you two for will again but you open it up to other people i would give a, a journal wave to the winner oh mm, snap interesting mm. interesting we might have to we might have to figure we have thought about uh bringing this up as a uh almost like a tournament or a live show type thing between yeah. different people so yes but the um, biggest problem is yeah. i don't want people to be able to make better games than me super fast that would make me want to cry i mean let's that's if true. i don't know what other people can do then i'm not sad yeah, that's true <laughs> that's why we don't go however often you do it i'll give you a free journal to the winner every time you do one Boom. that's awesome okay all right. Thank you so much, Jay. And uh, if you want to hear more about Will It Game and check out our other writings, uh, board game reviews, news, and interviews with different people like Jay himself, uh, you can check us out at OneBoardFamily.com and follow us on all the social media platforms at OneBoardFamily. And until next time, we will see you at the table. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com.